section four of in old plantation days by paul lawrence dunbar this librivox recording is in the public domain how brother parker fell from grace it all happened so long ago that it has almost been forgotten upon the plantation and few save the older heads know anything about it save from hearsay it was in parker's younger days but the tale was told on him for a long time until he was so old that every little disparagement cut him like a knife then the young scapegraces who had the story only from their mother's lips spared his dotage even to young eyes the respect which hedges about the form of eighty obscures many of the imperfections that are apparent at twenty-eight and parker was nearing eighty the truth of it is that parker armed with the authority which his master thought the due of the plantation exhorter was wont to use his power with rather too free a rein he was so earnest for the spiritual welfare of his fellow-servants that his watchful ministrations became a nuisance and a bore even aunt dashi who was famous for her devotion to all that pertained to the church had been heard to state that brother paka was a mighty powerful zorda but he surely was monstrous bigoty this from a member of his flock old enough to be his mother quite summed up the plantation's estimate of this black disciple there was many a time when it would have gone hard with brother parker among the young bucks on the mordaunt plantation but that there was scarcely one of them but could remember a time when parker had come to his cabin to console some sick one help a seeker comfort the dying or close the eyes of one already dead and it clothed him about with a sacredness which however much inclined they dared not invade ain't it enough mandy's jim used to say fa brother paka to tend to his business down at meetin widout spookin round all de cabins and outhouses seems to me days enough devilment gwine on right under his nose widout him gwine round tryin to smell out what's hid every secret sinner on the place agreed with this dictum and it came to the preacher's ears he smiled broadly uh-huh he remarked hit's de stuck pig dat squeals i reckon jim's up somepin right now and i lay i'll find out what dat somepin is parker was a subtle philosopher and jim had by his remark unwittingly disclosed his interest in the preacher's doings it then behooved his zealous disciple to find out the source of this unusual interest and opposition on the sunday following his sermon was strong fiery and convincing his congregation gave themselves up to the joy of the occasion and lost all consciousness of time or place in their emotional ecstasy but although he continued to move them with his eloquence not for one moment did parker lose possession of himself his eyes roamed over the people before him and took in the absence of several who had most loudly and heartily agreed with jim's dictum jim himself was not there uh-huh said the minister to himself even in the midst of his exhortations uh-huh air away on some devment i be bound he could hardly wait to hurry through his sermon then he seized his hat and almost ran away from the little table 
that did duty as a pulpit desk he brushed aside with scant ceremony those who would have asked him to their cabins to share some special delicacy and made his way swiftly to the door there he paused and cast a wondering glance about the plantation i wonder why dem scoundrels is most likely to be then his eye fell upon an old half-ruined smoke-house that stood between the kitchen and the negro quarters and he murmured to himself black as not black as not but he did not start directly for the object of his suspicions oh no he was too deep a diplomat for that he knew that if there were wrongdoers in that innocent-looking ruin they would be watching in his direction about the time when they expected meeting to be out so he walked off swiftly but carelessly in an opposite direction and instead of going straight past the kitchen began to circle around from the direction of the quarters whence no danger would be apprehended as he drew nearer and nearer the place he thought he heard the rise and fall of eager voices he approached more cautiously now he was perfectly sure that he could hear smothered conversation and he smiled grimly as he pictured to himself the surprise of his quarry when he should come up with them he was almost upon the smoke-house now those within were so absorbed that the preacher was able to creep up and peer through a crack at the scene within there seated upon the earthen floor were the unregenerate of the plantation in the very midst of them was mandy's jim and he was dealing from a pack of greasy cards it is a wonder that they did not hear the preacher's gasp of horror as he stood there gazing upon the iniquitous performance but they did not the delight of hilo jack was too absorbing for that and they suspected nothing of parker's presence until he stepped around to the door pushed it open and confronted them like an accusing angel jim leaped to his feet with a strong word upon his lips i reckon you done forgot brother jim what day dis is said the preacher ain't forgot nothin was the dogged reply i don't see what you doin round yah nohow i's a lookin after some strayin lambs said parker and i done found em you ought to be ashamed o yourselves ever one o ya playin cards on de lord's day there was the light of reckless deviltry in jim's eyes they ain't no harm in a little game o cards goes not goes not replied the preacher scornfully dem's des the sins that carried many a man to hell wid his eyes wide open the little no harm kind i don't reckon you ever played cards said jim sneeringly yes i has played and i thought i was enjoying myself oh well i found out dat it was all wickedness and idleness oh i don't reckon you was ever very much of a player i know lots of men who has got a religion dis case they couldn't win at cards the company greeted this sally with a laugh and then looked aghast at jim's audacity your religion's a moddy savin to de pocket jim went on we can believe what we wants to and i say you never was no player and dat's de reason you took up de gospel it ain't so i lowed day was a time when i could a outplayed any one of you sinners yah but prove it 
the challenge shot forth like a pistol's report parker hesitated what you mean he said beat me beat all of us and we'll believe you didn't quit playing cause you allus lost you are preachin now and i dare ya parker's face turned ashen and his hands gripped together he was young then and the hot blood sped tumultuously through his veins prove it said jim you can't we'd play you out in yo coat and back into de pulpit again you would would you the light of battle was in parker's eyes the desire for conquest throbbing in his heart look here jim sunday or no sunday preacher or no preacher i play you three games for de gospel's sake and the preacher sat down in the circle his face tense with anger at his tormentor's insinuations he did not see the others around him he saw only jim the man who had spoken against his cloth he did not see the look of awe and surprise upon the faces of the others nor did he note that one of the assembly slipped out of the shed just as the game began jim found the preacher no mean antagonist but it mattered little to him whether he won or not his triumph was complete when he succeeded in getting this man who kept the conscience of the plantation to sin as others sinned i see you ain't forgot yo cunnin he remarked as the preacher dealt in turn tain't no time to talk now said parker fiercely the excitement of the onlookers grew more and more intense they were six and six and it was the preacher's deal his eyes were bright and he was breathing quickly parker was a born fighter and nothing gave him more joy than the heat of the battle itself he riffled the cards jim cut he dealt and turned jack jim laughed you know the trick he said dat's one game said parker and bent over the cards as they came to him he did not hear a light step outside nor did he see a shadow that fell across the open doorway he was just about to leave when a cold voice full of contempt broke upon his ear and made him keep the card he would have played poised in his hand and so these are your after-meeting diversions are they parker said his master's voice steward mordaunt was standing in the door his face cold and stern while his informant grinned maliciously parker brushed his hand across his brow as if dazed well master he do play monstrous well for a preacher said his tempter the preacher at these words looked steadily at jim and then the realization of his position burst upon him the tiger in him came uppermost and with flaming eyes he took a quick step toward jim stop said mordaunt coming between them don't add anything more to what you have already done mass stuart i i parker broke down and turning away from the exultant faces rushed headlong out of the place his master followed more leisurely angry and hurt at the hypocrisy of a trusted servant of course the game was over for that day but jim and his companions hung around the smoke-house for some time rejoicing in the downfall of their enemy afterward they went to their cabins for dinner then jim made a mistake with much laughter and boasting he told mandy all about it and then suddenly awakened to the fact that she was listening to him with a face on which only horror was written jim turned to his meal in silence and disgust a woman has no sense of humour 
why are you gwine he asked as mandy began putting on her bonnet and shawl with ominous precision i'se gwine up to de big house that's where i'se gwine where you gwine dere fur i'se gwine to tell mass stuart all about hit don't you dare hush your mouth don't you talk to me you nasty low-life scamp i'se gwine tell mass stuart and i hope and pray he'll tek all de hide off on your back jim sat in bewildered misery as mandy flirted out of the cabin he felt vaguely some of the hopelessness of defeat which comes to a man whenever he attempts to lay sacrilegious hands on a woman's religion or what stands to her for religion parker was sitting alone in his cabin with bowed head when the door opened and his master came across the floor and laid his hand gently on the negro's shoulder i didn't know how it was parker he said softly oh i's backslid i's fell from grace moaned parker nonsense said his master you've fallen from nothing there are times when we've got to meet the devil on his own ground and fight him with his own weapons parker raised his head gladly say dem woods again master he said his master repeated the words but added but it isn't safe to go into the devil's camp too often parker i ain't gwine into his camp no mo after dis i's gwine to stand outside and holler in his face was beaming and his voice trembled with joy i didn't think i'd preach to-night he said timidly of course you will said mordaunt and your mistress and i are coming to hear you so do your best his master went out and parker went down on his knees he did preach that night and the plantation remembered the sermon End of section four